2: You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventure Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. For everyone who stuck with us after our, our opinions on abortion, environmentalism, and racism last week, we're gonna... And people not being able to read. <laughs> and not being able to read, you're right. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with Back to Bethlehem, parts 1, 2, and 3. Connie and Eugene go into the imagination station to experience the birth of Jesus Christ. Um. So this is, while you're thinking about this, this is the premiere of the Christmas version of the Odyssey theme.
3: Always a classic. Yes. I mean, so here's the thing. This is a pretty good Odyssey adventure. I mean, okay, so is this, um... This isn't the one, I just have to remember, this isn't the one where Eugene meets the Wise
2: Men, is it? No, because that's the Return to the Manger or whatever it's called. Not Return to the Manger, but you know what I mean. Right, It's
3: for a second I was like, back
2: to Bethlehem. Right, because there's a second one where, because at the end of this episode, Connie is, where are the Wise Men? So the next one is the Wise Men, the temple, and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I mean this I I have so much fondness for that other one this because of how it ties in to Eugene's stories
2: Yeah, but this one has a scene like that too when he talks to Hezekiah. It's true. It's true.
3: Um maybe yeah, and maybe, I, I, I and maybe
2: I'm mixing up
3: the two. But this is, I mean, it's a good basic retelling of the manger story, of, like, the story with Eugene and Connie. I appreciate that. I find it interesting they put Eugene and Connie in it, because I think they wanted less kids jokes.
2: Right, it could be less kids jokes. I, yeah, I also think for, like, the big Christmas three-parter, the let's have the main characters in here was probably a thought.
3: Yeah. It's maybe a little long. Yes. They have a lot to cover, so I get the three parts. It's a good episode. I'm not saying... I think... it. It Here's the problem. It would have been uh, either a really packed two episodes, or the slightly
2: more, bre- like,
3: like, room to breathe three episodes.
2: Yeah, so, so I do agree with that. So I would, and we can talk about this on another thing, I think when a lot of shows do a Christmas episode, it's always a little bloated. Yeah. So... But no, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here, and I like that they just keep it to the going up to the birth, and we don't do a lot of extra stuff. I also think, looking back on the moments, I think Connie and Eugene being here is so, like, Connie can help Mary. We can kind of get more ideas of how the first century worked, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the first century, I found this very funny. Uh, fun fact on the wiki. At one point, Benjamin tells the crowd gathered in front of his inn, This is my courthouse, not a coliseum! Not the Colosseum. However, the Colosseum wasn't built until around AD 70, long after Christ left Earth, and certainly not before his birth.
3: We have to assume this is based on Connie's imagination, which allowed the Colosseum joke to be made, because I'm not trying to be rude. Connie probably didn't know when the Colosseum was built. Well, no,
2: and it gets better. The goof is repeated in the Star Parts 1 and 2. St. Paul, an appointment with Caesar, and Blackard's Revenge. Look, I to be honest, the thing with
3: uh, the imagination station is all this stuff is easily hand-waved to say like, well, it's in their imaginations, and so they like imagined up that Colosseum joke. Oh, well, that's possible. It's <laughs> also hard to make a good Roman joke. That a kid's going to understand. It's like, the Colosseum's in Rome.
2: Yeah, no, wait. That's a good point. You're
3: going to make some pizza jokes.
2: You could. But yeah, so I think it's a very good episode. I think it's kind of one of the first moments of like, maybe Eugene will become a Christian when he is crying at the end of the adventure. Yeah, I, I, I,
3: I should take back what I said. This is a good episode for Eugene development. I think it's hard because Eugene does two kind of similar things in both episodes. Yes. Like, it's like he's with Hezekiah in this one. And then he's with the wise men in the other one. Right. So it, 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 now that I think about it, I was like, Oh, some of this stuff did happen in this episode. They like blend together though. Cause they basically, I think at that point, I mean, I think they always knew Eugene was going to be a Christian. Yeah. I think probably, right, this was, like, the first, like, let's give him a hint. And I think then the second one, they were like, well, here's maybe his arc. We're gonna take him on.
2: I think you're right. And I, I the episodes don't blend together in my head. They do definitely play, like, direct sequels to each other, which is probably the point. Yeah. So, we yeah, a really good Christmas episode, a perennial classic. Wait, perennial, right? I don't know. Probably. Anyway, next episode, The Adventure of the Adventure. A look at the creation and production of Adventures in Odyssey. I, I love how the first discussion question here is, what is your favorite adventure in Odyssey? Ah! Um... So they, get even... Ooh, they get even better. How is Odyssey different from your hometown? Which Odyssey character do you think would make the best friend if you could spend one day in odyssey who would you want to share with i love that these are great questions um because they're me, not about god at all not because <laughs> i am anti-christian i just find it very funny that um yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. These are not
2: really questions about jesus
3: yeah you could even say what like, if they wanted a good one what they should have done is what about adventure like what have you learned about god from adventures in odyssey that would have been a good question um th- so, I mean, this is good. I guess it's nice to see a little bit about the creation and behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes. You'd have to wonder, would they try to do... Like, I mean, clip shows were to, like, save money. Yes. Part of me is like, would they do one today that's supposed to, like, catch you up on who people
2: are? Well, now, you've got, now that you've got all the episodes available on the app, do you really need that? I guess not, but... Because, I mean, that this episode's also that. Like, if you just started tuning into Odyssey, here is 30 minutes of just a crash course. Yeah. So, because that's kind of what the episode, la- you know, the Oddlang Lang episode was the previous year, where it's here's everybody in the show. I still also think this feels like an episode you could shop around to uh, radio stations and churches to get them to buy into the program. Yeah. So... But yeah, a decent club episode. I like the wraparound this time of Chris doing it instead of Witt and Tom having a New Year's party. Yeah. I don't know why. It's always kind of weird when they have to contrive or anyway.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Next episode, Melanie's Diary. Melody Jacobs finds revenge after her sister Robin snoops in her diary. <laughs> okay. So, interestingly, my memory of this episode is how much our mother hated it because of how mean the sisters were to each other.
3: I do kind of remember that. So? I mean, okay, so the... I mean, the diary thing's obviously bad. Like, she shouldn't read in the diary. Right. But yeah, the sister goes, like, crazy. A little bit. You know? Like... I mean it's supposed to show like the badness of revenge but it is like it's hard because I get it I get it I like if I had like this personal diary and then someone read it I get I would be pretty mad but it is always like like odyssey kids sometimes don't goof around about getting revenge on their siblings
2: I was about to say that like I'm all for some fun sibling revenge this goes like i feel like there's a line here that gets crossed well yeah it's like it's like and maybe like
3: just from a different era but i mean it's stuff like donna being like i i mean and like wishing jimmy wasn't was never born like she was a single child isn't the worst thing but it's like oh but we're gonna create an alternate world the one where the brother yells at the baseball practice and he's like go home
2: right (laughs) and in this one and i I, because i hate to say it to me, there's a difference between a fun prank and ruining your sister's chance at something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's. If they made this episode today, it'd be about the dangers of social media or something.
3: Yeah, it's like first, like hum, like like humiliating in front of Eugene, getting a bad
2: grade,
3: and then like, like it's like it's not comparable. Right. And it's like, that's supposed to be right, like, revenge, can revenge ever truly
2: be comparable? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's also another thing I would just like to point out. Melody kind of gets away with it. Here's the, here's the, here's what's funny. All these
3: things where it's like, oh, like, you did this, like, it's like a weird thing, right? It's kind, it's, it's not like it, but it's like the Arthur episode where Arthur punches D.W., and DW is doing things that are objectively bad, and then, like, Arthur punches him, and, like, DW gets away with it, and it's like, here's the thing. It's like, Robin doesn't get away with, get, kind of also gets away with the thing, but because the episode's supposed to, like, show, like, forgiveness at the end you of made it. Melanie, right?
2: Well, Robin, does Robin get punished for the... She doesn't, but she gets so humiliated. Here's what I mean, because she gets so humiliated, she buys Melanie a diary, right. kind of like retroactively realizing what she did, which makes Melanie feel according to the, as the wiki says, two feet tall for all the pranks. However, I believe the episode ends with her not coming clean. Well, or is it supposed to be, see, I can't remember the end of this
3: episode. It's ambiguous whether Robin really know, like if Robin like suspects it was Melanie
2: or right. if it's like, a little ambiguous, I think. It, right, it, it just—I'm not saying we need to like have her get busted. I was just surprised that oh, right, she sort of gets away with it, which is interesting. Even though she feels bad, and I again, I don't even have them sit down and get punished. It's just, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's always
2: weird where it's like, where are their parents in this? Right. Well, speaking of that, I would also like to point this out. This episode marks the first appearance of Melanie. This is on the Wiki trivia who had never been mentioned up on the program previously, Melanie's existence makes the line in bad luck about Robin being, quote, the Jacob's girl, somewhat questionable in retrospect. So, I really hope we get an and Odyssey comic about this that tells us Melanie was adopted or at okay, boarding stop. school or something. No, 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 no. It, it's
3: probably just that they, one was in elementary school, one was in junior high, So at junior high, they would have referred to her as the Jacobs girl. No, no, that
2: was a, that that was the police.
3: Look. Called her the Jacobs girl. Look, but I don't, I think that's pushing it a little far. I think that's, I think that assumption that like, you can't say, oh, like that, like the ward boy or something like that.
2: I I guess that's true. I just found it very interesting and. You know, we got an explanation for Nicholas Adamsworth. We'll see what happens. Yes, I'm not... I I, Personally, I think that is such a low... I don't think anyone cares. Alright, next episode, The Vow. Donna Barkley gets the impression that her parents are heading for a divorce, so she sets up a plan to keep the two of them together. Um... So this is obviously part of the fallout of Reagan's whole no-fault divorce thing in the late '80s, but um,
3: <clears throat> yeah, I feel like this is a bit of a of a too much of an episode because this episode's supposed to be like, oh, if you're a really good Christian, if your family, if your parents are good Christians, you don't have to worry about them getting divorced. But what the first th- four fifths of this episode does is make kids worried about their parents getting divorced. Yes, I do agree. And so, because I feel like this whole episode, it like, any time, like, our parents had an argument, I thought of this episode being like, oh, no, are they going to get a divorce? Because it's...
2: Here's the problem. I thought of a lot of kid shows that did that. Like, they showed, my parents are fighting, and they got a divorce. Right, it's, but this is, like, it's like,
3: I think it's not bad. It's good to show like this is the positives, and like you don't have to worry about that. If right. you, but and it's also like on the parent. It's like it's not something on the kids, but it is a little bit like you spend the first the first part. They're so anxious about it, and I mean, part of it is like being like I've never seen my parents fight. Yeah, and it's like we've so- hid it from you. It's so it's like either they're a very conflict averse household, or like yeah. yeah they're specifically like holding it in until the parent until the kids are gone, right. It is a weird scenario, right? Though it's like they take one of them to DC to meet, like to meet like the guy who has like a woman's name, right?
2: Yes, because it was something about a paper. Yeah, um. That one is a little weird that we're getting a little close to Donna thinks her dad's about to be have an infidelity moment with her there. Yeah. (laughs) So.
3: I think it's fine. Like, I think it's a topic. It's, 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 I don't know if it goes into the, uh, not like a very special episode stuff from last week, but it is, it's just like, it stressed me out as a kid when the episode's supposed to not be that where I think maybe if it had been a little more, like, chill. Like, even, like, being... Like, I don't think, like, a, a parent not cooking dinner is inherently a bad thing, but they get into the fight, and she's like, I don't feel like cooking dinner. Or it's like, there's, like, leftovers or something.
2: <laughs> right, I mean, you know, our mom was definitely tired some nights and just said, fend for yourselves. Right, and, <laughs> there, you know, there's a little old-school sexism there, but we won't get into that. Um. Yeah. Right, and, okay... But this is also very similar to me when Mandy's parents get divorced and they kind of say, don't worry, it'll be fine. Which I feel like just sets up a false hope for kids whose parents are actually getting a divorce and listening to this show. Yeah,
3: I mean... It's hard though, right? Because any in Odyssey, most people who don't forgive or try to fix their mistakes are generally viewed as, like, bad characters. <laughs> yes. And so it is hard to bring... It's like Connie's
2: dad. Oh, that's a good comparison.
3: Connie's dad is viewed as a bad character. Not, like, irredeemable or horrible, but, like, he. every time he shows up, he does stuff where it's like, that's not good. I would agree with this and like his general persona is he's not an antagonist, but he's not like a character where you're like, Oh, that's like a good character. And so it's hard to keep a character like that on an odys on the show like Odyssey, where the whole idea is it's supposed to be teaching lessons. And if you just have like a more immoral characters, I mean like, that's like what Bart was. Oh yeah. But Bart, like, like, that whole family... Like, that whole dynamic is... That whole family was just, like... These are a group of, like, immoral characters that cause trouble. And having, like, a kid who you actually care about... Sorry, I mean, like... I guess we care about Rodney to some degree. As much as any person. But, like, a care kid that you really are feeling empathetic for. Like, Mandy.
2: Yeah. It's a little hard. I totally agree with this. Yeah, but so... Right. Uh, Back to the episode. Quick wrap up on the episode. No, I think it's a solid, again, kind of 90s feeling episode about divorce. I think the ending is sweet where they renew their wedding vows. That kind of feels like focus on the family saying, hey, parents, renew your wedding vows in front of your kids so they know you're serious. Yeah. Again, not a bad thing. I actually do think they phrase it really nicely where, you know, we don't need to sign you. You're in Jimmy's contract. We signed a contract all those years ago when we got married. Uh, That wraps up this episode. Join us... Wait, I thought we, the, I, how many was that? That was six. I, we thought, had the four, oh, I thought we
3: were doing seven this episode.
2: Well, because we did Pamela last episode so I could have all the very special ones in one episode. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So okay, if I have to delete it, I just delete one episode.
3: Makes sense.
2: So, anyway, uh, by this point, our July... Month in review will probably be up. We might we're gonna be inching ever closer to the new album starting, which is always exciting. <laughs> you know, a penny episode was always fun. Anyway. Yay. Yeah, I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time.